Hello, and thank you for joining us for some special Halloween Wild Endeavors. This episode isn't special because it's a bit spooky, um, and perhaps even unnerving or disturbing. As an actual play audio drama, we are essentially bound by law to create a spooky or spoopy episode at this time of year. No, what makes this episode special is that we are joined by the incomparable Lucille Valentine. Lucy, why don't you tell us where folks know you from and where people can find you? I'm Lucy. I'll be playing Daphne, the human war dancer, and you can find me in various fiction podcasts like The Easiest of All the Hard Things, The Six Disappearances of Ella McRae, and the upcoming season of In Between. You can find me on Twitter at Severely Trans. Links for those will be in the show notes. Now, scoot up to the proverbial fireside as we share a Tales of Aria one-shot featuring Evan Chamberlain as Bernie. Hi, um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not afraid of, you're afraid. <laughs> Amy Jostineau as Pandora. No, 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 no. I'm looking for, like, a magical Xanax. Adam Rogers as Phyllis. I mean, it's a pretty large stone. How long has this stone been here again? I wonder if there's a library. I can go look it up. Lucille Valentine as Daphne. Some of us are weirder than others. Devin Salisbury as Jack. Also, do you think it's really hollow? What's inside it? And me, Thomas Marsetti, as a variety of spoopy and disturbing characters and events. And now, the disappearance of Hollowstone. Dwarven women are traveling by wagon over wide open fields. The sun shines over long, green grasses and idyllic hills. The interior of the wagon is lined with pots, pans, and all variety of metal goods and metal working tools. We see them again, now among small, isolated clumps of trees. The ground is gently sloping upward. One of the travelers is resting her head on her companion's shoulder, snoring softly. Expertly shifting the reins to one hand, the driver smiles and gently plugs her partner's nose to stop the snoring. We see them mending metalware by a fire in the woods. They laugh at a shared joke, but suddenly stop when we hear a strange rumbling, gurgling growl from somewhere in the woods. They shoot to their feet, and we pull back to see that they are on top of a ridge with a pretty serious slope leading down the other side into a dense forest. Down in that valley, the lights of a small town twinkle out of the darkened wood. The couple exchange a worried glance. Then we see the two of them riding into a town as the sky begins to slide toward dusk. The town is fairly small, maybe a dozen odd buildings. Only a couple of those dare to have a second story. Near the edge of town, people are fixing a fence. One of the menders looks up and waves, then checks the sun's position in the sky and says, Well, you're here now, then smiles. The couple continues into town, 
past an inn that is far too large for such a modest locale. But the couple aren't looking at the inn. They are all but gawking at Town Square. In the center, a stone pillar rises 15 feet and is then topped by a four-foot-wide stone ring. The stone has an almost glassy, marble-like appearance, with veins and streaks of various shades of bronze shooting through it. The eponymous hollow stone somehow manages to look regal and hulking, stooped and striking, like a brooding god watching over the town. We pull back and see the evening bustle as night settles over the town. A little clock tower begins to chime, and we fade to black. Then we see one of the dwarven women wakes suddenly. Rays of morning sun kiss their face. They bolt upright as if sensing that something is not right. They are dressed for travel, not for sleep. The remnants of a cook fire smolder nearby. The wagon and their horses wait patiently between the campfire and the road. There is no sign of the other dwarf. The one we see begins searching frantically, and the barest hint of hysteria is seeping into her voice as she begins to shout for her companion when she suddenly stops. The camera spins wildly around her in that way that lets us know something weird and maybe mind-bending is happening. Then we see what she sees. It is the hollow stone, standing alone in an empty field. There is no sign that a town or people were ever there. We open on the five of you in a small camp in the woods. You are just waking or otherwise preparing for the day. The five of you are agents of the Clarion. In the wake of the Shadows campaign and his experience in Sorrowmore, Quintus Arias set about rooting out the weird and terrible things that lurk in the shadows of Aria drawing from the ranks of the peacekeeping and knight-errant-like Justicar, Arias created a group dedicated to investigating the unexplained and protecting the people of Aria from aberrant beings and magics. He called them the Clarion. Fresh off of your success dealing with a clude that was stealing the dreams of the residents of Norland, you have been tasked with looking into the disappearance of the town of Hollowstone, Hollowstone used to be a crossroads town, a hub for those looking to trade in Karsaro Vale. When the Karsaros retreated into their cliffside mansion centuries ago, almost all travel to Hollowstone dried up. The few traders and travelers who still venture through the area have started telling stories of people who went to visit or traveled near the somewhat isolated town and never returned. One particularly reputable trader reports that the entire town is now gone, leaving only the eponymous hollow stone amid a clearing where the town should be. Your assignment is to go there and find out what happened. Let's go around the campsite 
Each of you can introduce us to your character and give us a little peek into what the typical kind of morning routine would be for them as they are preparing for a day of travel. I'm Pandora Nightshade. Uh, I'm an elf ranger. I'm about 6'5", got fair skin, gray-blue eyes, black hair that's typically worn just like loose on my shoulders, but like when we're in the middle of an investigation, I'll put it up into like a tight bun. I wear the all black except for the long coat from of the Justicar, and it's got like a, I wear it with a hooded cape beneath it or off with it. I have a bow across my back with arrows, a wear belt with a sword, and a few other little pocket type things. And the best part, because this is me, I have a an owl companion named Scully that is also all black with bright green eyes. Very loyal, but very stubborn. So. <laughs> Since Scully hunts at night, I'm summoning her back to camp and then just kind of going about making breakfast and taking a walk around the woods and making sure like everything looks okay. Kind of like surveying our area to make sure nothing has changed overnight. Are you making breakfast for everybody or just yourself? Well, I guess it'd be nice if it's better. Okay. okay. Uh, what you see before you... <laughs> A, a a human man, skin being on the touch of like the uh, the orangish reddish side. Not very tall, kind of average built, plain looking face, but he's got a full red beard with black hair. He's always wearing goggles, almost like welder's goggles, with a very nasty, um, almost like brand scar on his chest. And he carries around a long staff with a lantern on the end of it uh, that has a forever burning little candle in there. He talks like this, and he's always on the mysterious side. Um, he tries to look like the tough guy, but I don't know. How have we been doing missions together? Long enough. Okay, you know he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> but, and you have seen him take his goggles off, and he's got forever burning eyes, like little flames in his eyes. Nice. If you've ever touched his skin, he is warm to the touch. Like he, He's like, oh my god, you better remove that because that's the hot plate. He does wear just uh, regular plain clothing. He wears the Pramarchy symbol. He is from Capital. He is from Praham. But that is my character. His name's Bernie, by the way. <laughs> Not burning, Bernie. You know. Uh, I gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> he goes by Bernie. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> is his last name Man? <laughs> <laughs> he should be. It should or, be. Way better than I could have thought of. Yes, Ber- Bernie Man. <laughs> yes. I like that. Uh, he doesn't really eat, uh, he doesn't really drink, but he does, uh, he does create the new, uh, bonfire, or, or he restokes the kindling. Oh, I'm, I'm playing the emulator, if you're wondering. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm playing Daphne Yanakakis. She's a very, she's not very, I was gonna say she's very tall, but, uh, Pandora is taller, so I can't accept that, I can't claim that modifier. But Daphne is maybe like 5'11", 6 foot tall. She has medium brown hair and like a warm brown skin, kind of like a bronze color. She's very fit. She's not super buff, but it's a lot of like lean muscle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, her clothing, she, she does not have her trench coat on. <laughs> she has it with her. It's in her bag or in the tent or whatever. But right now, she's just sort of wearing um, her usual get-up when she's on a job is very... It's essentially workout gear. It's uh, There isn't a lot of loose fabric to get caught in anything. It's very 
breathable. It allows her to like move around a lot. She does have the coat, not wearing it. The pin that's on the coat, she probably has clipped in her hair. And she just has like a long braid going down her back. Currently, she is probably, she's just wrapping up like her morning stretches. She did like a light jog <laughs> around the camp. Awesome. Uh, well, my character's name is Jack. Uh, he, he didn't really give it, it's not really his name. Like other people called him Jack. Uh, mostly when he was leaving, and they usually you know followed it up with ass afterwards. He's a tallish, but very like skinny, and um, very flamboyant. And like his whole outfit almost is pretty much a spitting image of like a court jester. Just lots of colors, just all over. And uh, his probably most notable feature is no matter what's going on, where he is, he always has a mask on. You've ne- nobody has ever seen his face. It is always like shifting and changing a little bit. And he, in the morning, would probably be whoever whoever was sleeping last. He would probably just be kind of kneeled down next to him, just staring at them, waiting for them to wake up. Like a cat, <laughs> kind of, a little bit. Uh, so your masks are they are they like a particular color, or is it kind of is it meant to look somewhat? natural or is it just like straight up it, porcelain it, I'd say it looks more like porcelain it's like made out of clay so it's very much more like the, the porcelain style and like his main mask that he usually will you'll probably always see him wearing is kind of almost completely blank and so he uh, but like you have seen him from time to time depending on the situation that like it changes depending on what's going on okay. so all right so not at all creepy to find someone like that in your face when you wake up so oh you 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 all probably have dealt with this uh, at some point and gotten used to it by now hopefully i like to think and, that because i'm trying to project to be the tough guy that when you do that i'm just like staring back at you like all menacing but i'm really sweating bullets in <laughs> no. a long staring contest <laughs> and as soon as one of us talks i'm like I, um, uh, yeah uh i'm not afraid of you're afraid <laughs> And I usually would respond with, like, you snore a lot. You should probably get that checked out. You might have a problem. And whatever, um, I was going to mention, too, whatever, like, symbol or whatever we got from the uh, Justicar, whatever, like, wardrobe they would have given us, I would have probably torn whatever part the symbol was on and just, like, put it on my chest like a sticker. <laughs> and, like, it might fall off from time to time, but I'll just say, oh, there it is. Nice. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Phyllis Vance. I am a cleric, a, uh, human cleric. He has dark skin, um, long wavy white hair that on one side of his head, it's shaved. He has golden eyes. He's just a little bit over five feet tall and he's, uh, built like a brick. Um, and he's wearing just a car apparel, just like everyone else probably is. So when he woke up in the morning, he usually wakes up really, really early, just at maybe first light, and takes a walk to kind of gather his thoughts. And um, in this specific camp, he found kind of a, a brook that runs along past the camp, and that's kind of been his quiet spot in the morning. And he's meditating and kind of talking to his 
God. Hey, who's your deity? The Preserver. So, you all have made camp on Dokken Ridge. Um, it stretches for dozens of miles across the region. It slopes up pretty gently on the south side, which is where you've come from, but slopes down a bit more severely on the north face, which is where you're heading. The slope ahead is not impassable, but it will mean that what would probably only be like an hour or two of travel on flat land will take the better part of a day. The ridge, however, does give you a nice view of this pseudo-valley and the forest below. Down there, near the edge of the woods and a small river that you can just barely see, apparently there was a town. Either way, you saw some firelight twinkling amid the trees last night. You reckon to be able to see it from that distance, a big enough harvest festival bonfire might throw that kind of light, but hard to be sure. This morning, though, you can see no signs of the town down there. At this distance, that's not unusual. Uh, It would be kind of remarkable if you could. You figure you have about eight days of rations remaining, but Hollowstone should only be at most a day's travel down the slope. So unless there's anything you want to do as you travel, I will just jump right ahead to you making it down to We cut to just a couple hours from sunset. Uh, The trees in the west are a blaze of orange, red, and yellow as the the sun shines through the canopy. As that little bit of after-image fade, we see the five of you heading out of the woods, and along a road ahead of you, there is a town. Uh, Most notably, we see the Hollowstone in the center of Town Square. The place is just small enough that calling it a town feels a little generous, And even though it feels a little bit sleepy, some of the buildings, like the inn, uh, an open forge blacksmith that you see, and a a market barn, were clearly built for much larger volumes of traffic. They seem almost a little bit more like sleeping giants now in the the much smaller buildings around them. As you draw closer to the edge of town, you see a small group of people working on a small house. The people appear to be repairing a wall, and when you draw closer, you can see that some of the discarded pieces of wood laying about are scorched. (laughs) As you approach, a gender-neutral halfling with uh, blazing red hair, bronze skin, um, almost Amish-like attire, uh, steps away from the group and and waves at you, kind of walks over to the road and says, I I say, uh, hail in peace. Clearly an attempt at the traditional greeting of the Primarch. They then look and and check where the sun is in the sky and says, well, uh, you're here now. I'm Afra Safrona. Pleasure to meet you. Hello, citizen. Afra does seem fairly impressed to see five Justicar, you know, pulling up to their town, and from what you understand, is not a very, very well-traveled road anymore these days. What caused this flame? They look back at the house. Well, that, uh, well, that storm last night, it, uh, you know, got the best of some of us around here, uh, but we're just, uh, we've been picking up and picking up the pieces today, we're all fine. You all would, you all would take note that there was, there was no storm last night. I was gonna say, yeah, Okay. Uh, if I may, may I ask what uh, what brings you to our sleepy little town? Honor and duty. I don't I don't know what that means, but that's that sounds good. That sounds good. I don't know either. I don't know either. We were here because a few days ago you weren't here, and we want to know why. They give you a real bewildered look. Ah, like, uh, well. This guy's shorter than me. I'm like average height. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just like look down. Why were you not here? Uh, what happened to you? Well, I okay, okay. I'm only here now to to help a help a neighbor repair the their home. I don't I don't know why you no. would think I 
You specifically, the town. <laughs> okay, why don't we start with the storm from last night? What kind of storm was it? Was it bad? Was there a lot of thunder and lightning? Was it a hail, like apocalypse level storm or like rain? Um, so Afra has backed up a little bit, looking a little bit concerned. And then um, as Pandora addresses, ah, well, it's, uh, I, I say it. Not terribly uncommon for for these parts. A uh, little bit stronger than your, uh, I'd say, uh, your typical nor'easter. But uh, happened to catch some uh, folks, and you know how some of these uh, old buildings are. I say, uh, oh, absolutely. A good storm will knock a few things loose. And, and how long did this storm last? Uh, I reckon it was uh, most of the night. I want to jump down from the wagon, and uh, I'm going to stand in front of the man, and I'm going to hand my staff to him and I want to pick up one of the smoldering boards and it's just like <laughs> smell the, bur- the burnt ends of it. I want to just like doing a line? I'm like I want to I want to know It gives him the edge. <laughs> what made this burn? Was it natural or was it unnatural? So that sounds like we're going to need a roll. Discern reality. Yeah, so you're going to roll 2d6 and add your uh, whiz modifier. Eleven. So you get three questions from the list. What is here that, yeah, that? What here is not what it appears to be? Correct. I think that your knowledge of fire and the Mm -hmm. fact that you just did a line of soot, you... No, 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 I wasn't... I wasn't wasn't lining the soot. I was (laughs) smelling the soot. No, that's fine, man. You... Sure. No judging. No judging. Benny, we all have our problems. You see, you know, you you kind of see out of the corner of his mouth, he does... Lick the wood a little bit too. Oh yeah, but that's part. that's less weird. But okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this fire was not started by natural causes. There are definitely some. There was some people made accelerant involved. Like a, like oh, so an, an actual accelerant. Can I tell if it's magical or not? You can. It doesn't seem like it. Maybe just like lamp oil. I would also like to, with that, ask, what should I be on the lookout for? What really happened? To that house. Okay. Who's really in control here, and why is it not me? <laughs> so I think as you are inspecting that piece of wood, Afra says, uh, I, I say, if, uh, perhaps you'd be uh, better served by uh, talking to our constable, uh, Elias Chester. I say, the, the way wood uh, travels around uh, these parts... Old Elias may already be looking for you. Uh, might be best you go uh, meeting up with him. And they are doing a great job of being polite about it, but if you can still get just that little bit of hint of there's a hopefulness in Afra that you will go find Elias and basically leave them alone. <laughs> well, I, I will politely ask for my staff back. Very quickly. <laughs> and I will give him the board, and then I will look at him and go... Mm-hmm. Something isn't right here. Who's your leader? Well, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop him right there and be like, "Calm down for for a second <laughs> before we get to that." <laughs> yeah, we're not here to harm you. Just uh, we're trying to figure out what happened because there were rumors that this town had disappeared. Uh, so we're trying to get a sense of what's happening. What do you? Uh, I, well, I say, what do you mean we disappeared? Uh, we don't exactly know that quite yet, uh, which is why we're here. 
Have you noticed anything weird? Or have you felt differently? Has the sky looked different? Has the ground looked different? Have people looked different? Like in the past months, weeks? Uh, Any weirdos come in? Well, um, I mean, I can't imagine uh, anything much weirder than a, a pack of Justica coming all the way out here. Um, yes, well, aside from us and my one friend. <laughs> uh, I, so, Some of us are weirder than others. <laughs> Unfortunately true. Uh, between Pandora being very nice and Bernie being uh, Bernie, no longer sure what to make of your your crew. Um, uh, uh, well, I suppose uh, depends what you consider weird. Um, the the Hendersets had the uh, had the farrier out the ranch all week. Um, they got one of those uh, living metal things that does the, their harvesting for them. I heard it looks like a, a crab yeah. with uh, sickles instead of claws. I say, uh, <clears throat> if they've got that farrier working on something like that, that's that's no good, as I say. No good will come of that. That's, that. That just takes care of the crops or something? Sounds like what? it. Okay, yeah. We cut to the five of you walking into town toward the constable's office. It is getting near nightfall, and the streets are as bustling as a little town like this can be, with folks kind of wrapping up their activities for the day. You try not to intimidate the townspeople? Mm. <laughs> so, So what do we think is going on here? Do we... Do we think that they are just outright lying to us? Are we... Do we think there's like a memory wipe thing going on? Are we... Do you think they've been, like, kidnapped? And this is some falsehood put in there put to distract us? It does seem uncertain. Something is definitely wrong here. Do we know um, how long ago this town was said to have disappeared? Yeah, any, anywhere from a couple weeks to maybe a couple months. Um, it took oh, a sure. little while to get here just to, to travel here from the capital, um, and then obviously for, you know, messages to get back and forth, so. What it sounds like is this town looks exactly as it should have when it allegedly disappeared. <gasps> this is the town we're looking for. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I figured it out, guys. <laughs> it's, it's, but is it's, it an right alternate here. reality of the town, and the actual reality of the town is on another plane? Are we the shadows again? Damn it, Carlos. <laughs> That fire was not naturally caused. I can tell you that, and I know fire. But no, uh, do we, by chance, know what the town looked like before? Like, do we have a map? Do we have like general landmarks or anything like that? We just know like the town is supposedly missing. Right. I think be- beyond the um, the hollow stone, it's again, it's not a town of, of major note. They're, they don't have a lot of travelers here anymore. Um, so, I mean, I think that just based on that, people would have said like, oh yeah, you, you can't miss the town. It's got a big stone pillar and, you know, stone ring in the center of town. But beyond that, it, there'd be no kind of no way of knowing um, with your current resources. Were there any, like, legends around the Hollow Stone? Like, old fairy or folk tales or something? Um, it sounds like a spout lore. Spout it. Out it. That's not a very good spell. <laughs> four. A four, okay. 
So this will be something that if you act on it, you would, under normal circumstances, get experience for doing so. You seem to remember that the Hollow Stone is basically like a life song solidified. Uh, the life song being the energy of like nature and, and life and, and whatnot. So this is, you seem to remember like this is like a chunk of life song. I heard a rumor once that I, the Hollow Stone's actually part of the life song. I wonder if somebody like was trying to use the magic in that. Who would also, be able to control life song like that? Must be a very powerful. Also, do you think it's really hollow? What's inside it? <laughs> the only thing hollow around here is your head, and then she's gonna like knock on it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, so we will then cut to just outside the constable's office. Elias Chester is mostly Elvin in appearance, um, though when you, upon closer inspection, you notice that they're. Their dark skin is actually a collection of tiny scales. Those green eyes have uh, vertical pupils. He is wearing gray trousers and a vest, um, shirt sleeves rolled up. Uh, his wheelchair is gunmetal steel. And as you approach, he tips his gray bowler at you and says, Welcome to Hollowstone, strangers. Constable Elias Chester. Heard we had visitors. Uh, did not expect them to be such fine folks as yourselves. Yes, we are just a car of Primark. I see that. We've been sent here to investigate and figure out why your town disappeared. He raises an eyebrow and then kind of just slowly looks around. And... My pardon, uh, good sir. I, I fear I may have m- misheard you. you. You are here to do what? Your town has been missing for more than a month or so. I'm, a, I'm afraid I, I am a simple man, sir. You're, you're going to have to explain your, your meaning a bit more. Um, my town is here. You know, he makes a valid point. We did find it, so I think job well done, right? Mm. You know what? He's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Have you noticed anything strange going on? Any people out of the ordinary in your town? God, well, I, I hate to disappoint you, but Hollowstone is a quiet place. Something strange. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, top of the docket uh, tomorrow, sir, for me to pay a visit to Sir Reginald. Usually she comes into town every day trading crops and meat and haven't seen her around a couple days. Might could be something is up there. Uh, might could be she's uh, drunk herself to the floor again. Um, oh, well, God, God be damned, I almost forgot. Uh, we have a fella in irons uh, back in the cell here. Not, not sure how that one slipped my mind. <clears throat> I'd you, like put some, you put someone in iron? Uh, in irons, in, uh... <sighs> we secured uh, them so they could not uh, cause any more havoc. Oh! What, what sort of havoc were they causing? Uh, it might uh, be easier to show you if you're interested. He gestures the, the, the door behind him and the small 
little constable's office. I have a question for you, Mr. Constable Man. Uh, of course. Please. I would very much like to know if you would mind telling me something I wouldn't want to know. And I'm using my behind-the-mask ability. Uh, can you read that for the group? When you engage someone in a conversation, you can ask uh, their player a question from the list below. They must answer it truthfully. Then they may ask you a question from the list. If you lie, you cannot use this move on them ever again. If you tell them the truth, you can. <laughs> That's pretty handy. That's nice. That's nice. Um... Do you think that when you do this, that they they remember this, or is this kind of like a trance sort of thing? Like, uh, maybe a little bit of both. I'm not I'm not 100 percent on that. Okay. Maybe they think that they were. Did I did I just say that? No, I didn't say that. Maybe that kind of. He says, "I I can't can't stop the killing. Can't we can't can't we can't all of us do that? Hmm. That's interesting." So I think, according to the move, you now have to tell him something you don't want him to know. I I certainly don't want anyone to know who my real identity is. That, <laughs> that is a truth. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so he kind of shakes his head a little bit and looks looks at all of you to see if, like, if you think something weird has just happened or if it's just him. And assuming that you kind of are all playing it cool... <laughs> He's gonna. I uh, I would like to do something as well, if that's okay. I want to like kind of dig my staff into the ground. Oh boy! And I'm gonna take my goggles and I'm gonna lift them up, and I'm gonna use a move called "Give Me Fuel, Give Me Fire," and I'm going to gaze immensely into his eyes and ask that person what fuels their flame and their desire, and they have to tell me the truth, even if the character does not know or would otherwise keep this hidden. These people. Trust me to protect them. I just want us all to have peace. So, okay, so he can't stop the killing, but he wants peace. We don't know who he's killing. Yeah, we don't know who, okay. Well, so now that this poor guy is again, kind of shakes that off and wheels into the the constable's office. It's a very small building. Um, There's a a, a medium-sized kind of office, like one desk. Um, a rack where there should be some weapons on the wall. There, there aren't. There are not. Um, there's a little half wall behind the desk, and he takes you around there. And the back there, there is a single eight by eight iron bars kind of cell, a small cot, chamber pot sort of situation. Sitting on the floor of that cell is a tall and lanky elf. Um, they look like they are wearing a skirt and halter top made out of burlap sack. Both pieces are knotted into place. Um, Their golden hair has been hacked down to a close but jagged crop. Their skin is painfully pale, uh, like folks who have lived underground for generations. Every bit of their exposed skin you can see is covered in sigils and runes. They appear to have been carved there fairly recently by a crude cutting instrument. They all show signs of healing, but in in various degrees. The only thing of, of note about them is that they have a ring on each of their fingers and the rings bear many of the same runes that have been carved into their skin. There's a series of tally marks behind the prisoner, carved into the wall under the window. As soon as the prisoner sees you, they start wailing. No! No! They're gonna kill me! They're gonna kill- They're killing me! No! They killed me! No! 
I start imitating them. Oh, God. <laughs> the constable uh, has just a really unimpressed, like, he's, you know, seen this before and kind of, like, tries to speak up a little bit to, to get over the shot. Is don't, uh, don't take it personal, they uh, do something like that for just about everyone they've encountered. Uh, I'd let them uh, just go and help them get out of town if I, but I'm worried they're almost as much as a danger to themselves as they are to me and mine, you understand? Get out of town? Why would they need to get out of town? Oh, they are not from here. They were passing through when uh, these fits began. Mm. And I think he then kind of gestures you to the uh, the, uh, the front of the office where it's a little bit quieter, as the prisoner is still just shouting. Uh, it's a lot of no's. It's a lot of they're trying to kill me. They're killing me. They have killed me. And then more no's. Could we... Could I- I or someone hang back and kind of like try yeah, to was, talk to Yeah, the, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was going to offer to do that. I wanted to try. Yeah, tell me a, a little bit about what that looks like. She's going to holler back at the constable. It's, this this person got a name? Uh, not that they uh, have told us. I'm going to crouch down in front of the cell so that she's more or less eye level. Like, so definitely just going to try talking to her a little bit, just like very calm tones, like how you kind of talk to an animal that's getting kind of skittish or kind of cornered or whatever. Mm-hmm. My my name is Daphne and this is Pandora. We we're here to help. We don't I don't know what happened to you, but we want to figure it out so we can fix it. I don't know, is there does that sound like a role? Oh, I'd actually do have so for part of for one of my items I have something called I have bandages and then I also have poultices and herbs. Okay. Is there a way that I can like pull those out and offer to like patch her up a bit? Uh where did you learn uh poultices and herbs? Probably from like all over. Like she was like a traveling performer before she ended okay. up becoming one of the Justicars, so she would just like pick up things mm. on the road depending on who she was traveling with, where they stopped in, things like that. So she can definitely try to do something that would be more familiar to an elf. If we're gonna, if we're gonna like generalize, what would be familiar to an elf? Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that if you're if you've been traveling all over, there might be um, something that you have learned from elves, uh, so you know that kind of their like their family tradition. So whether it's actually elven or has just been in a family mm-hmm. of elves for a long time, it's elvish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think that as as you kind of mix that up and, and like you know gesture towards her like you you know intend to uh, like help her out, she stops she stops the shouting and kind of is still like mouthing the the things at you, and their eyes are still very wide. Um, but then they kind of like slowly crawl across the cage, which is like, not very big. They kind of reach out towards the poultice and just like take a, a big deep whiff of it and their eyes get a little bit dewy and they say I, f- I fell I'm sorry and they, they will then let you poultice their wounds if you want yeah I start to you know poultice their wounds I'll give a bandage onto one if they're, I'll give like I'll use the bandages if there's anything that needs it especially but I'll and then I'll try talking to her while I help like you fell what did you fall on and I fell onto the, the rocks and rocks. What rocks? I wasn't. I know I wasn't supposed to be there. 
I, but the, the waterfall's so pretty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'll... You know, it's okay. It's okay. You, didn't, you, you don't need to apologize to me. You did nothing wrong. They start to cry a little bit. What is your name? Oranar. Oranar? My name is Daphne. This is Pandora. Hi. It's nice to meet you. Hi, hi Daphne and Pandora. She's smiling a little now. You're nice. <laughs> I tried to be. Oranar, where is this waterfall? It's in the forest outside of, uh, outside of my home. Where's your home? We live in Shalinar. Is that anywhere near this? No. Is that how you ended up here? Well, yeah, I live here. Where do you think you are? I'm in Shalinar. Question. Uh huh. This is this is a full grown elf, right? Oh yeah. Sent there some shit. They definitely seem. I think to your point, they definitely seem very childlike right now. That's what I'm wondering. Do we know how far Shalinar is from us? It's not quite the complete opposite side of the continent, but pretty close. Yeah. yeah. On on foot, almost a year. So I think after you, you poultice some of the, the nastier looking of those cuts, they crawl away from you and kind of curl up at the foot of that cot and just kind of rock themselves and hum. So I'm gonna Daffy's gonna like get up and not like fully walk away or anything, but just kind of like back up enough so she can talk to Pandora with I uh do you know what to do? <laughs> uh a little confused about why she thinks she's on the other side of the continent, but uh I would like to try to ask Orinar about her the symbols on her body and things. Yeah, I was gonna ask if I recognized any of her symbols or any of the prisoner symbols. You do. They are all symbols or different names for the preserver. A lot of them would be like protection, healing, warding, things like that. Okay. So, okay. So, Arnar, do you remember who gave you these symbols? Or these rings? They are going to start, like, they make a fist and start, like, dragging it across their arm, following one of the symbols. And then they just start screaming like they are cutting into their arm. Um, although they are not. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab bread ration or something. Be like, it's okay, it's okay here. Do you want some food? Elias is going to say, I, uh, I appreciate your concern for this person, but I, ha- I have to ask if you could leave them be for the evening. I, I feel you are upsetting them even more. You've gotten farther with them than I have, but uh, he gestures to them just in a ball, screaming right now, and I do not believe they are well. I don't think being kept in a cage helps that, but... No. So I think she's kind of, like, in a huff, and she's gonna, like, barge past them, but can she, like, do the thing where she, like, accidentally... (laughs) bumps into him and then she tries to like like grab a ring of keys or anything off of him on her way out while she storms out absolutely this sounds like a defy danger dexterity okay so i got a seven okay um don't you have that ability though that counts as a 10 oh it's when i use swift it's when i use superior speed Mm -hmm. i would like for basically like pickpocketing or i mean that makes sense to me 
Okay, shoot, I'll take it. <laughs> if you're just giving out ten pluses, I'll happily take it. The last rays of sun just barely peek above the trees. Night has all but fallen over the town. Small flames glow atop lampposts scattered about the streets. As we were like walking away from the constable, once we're out of ear and eye shot, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna pull out the keys and just say like, "Is there any good reason why I should not go back there and break her out right now?" Huh. <laughs> mm. Well, he's still in there, so that's one bad reason. <laughs> but afterwards, I don't see why not. Monitor the breakdown. Does anybody have? Do we have anything that could be like a sedative? Does can Silas do anything I, that would be like a calming agent? I have a mace. No, 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 no. I'm looking for like a magical Xanax. Oh boy, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty magical. The person he mentioned earlier already being drunk. Sir Reginald. Oh, Reginald. They are a little ways out of town. By this point, you would not be able to get there before nightfall, since it's almost nightfall. But when you have the eternal flame that is burning, what's nightfall? Can I cast um, light on him, like on his his, his clothing or something? <laughs> I actually look at it and thanks, Ballas. I appreciate that. Well, so as you are discussing this, the small clock tower uh, on the church on the other side of town begins to toll. It's not terribly loud, but just enough that it kind of carries throughout the the small little uh, village. With the seventh toll, a scream rips through the darkened night air. The sun has completely set, and someone in the town is in terrible pain or distress. I put my hands up and say it's not me this time. <laughs> it's, uh, um, it's it's not coming back from the constables. It is not. Is it? It's not. Oh, thank God. <laughs> there's then a, a burst of glass from a nearby building. Uh, there's another scream, and the body that flew through that window crashes to the ground. You hear some bones breaking, and you look up in time to see someone jump out of the window with a large bloody book raised over their head like a sword. The jumper lands on the first and proceeds to begin beating them with the book. Uh, at about the same time, you hear the clash of steel, and just down the road, you see someone slashing wildly with a hunting knife. Uh, whatever they are slashing is around a corner, so it's hard to see, but whatever it is, it is fighting back. Through a window of the house closest to you, you see a woman slamming a cast iron skillet into a figure that's slumped over a table uh, that looks like it's been set for a very lovely chicken dinner. There's not much left of the figure's head at this point. Further down the road, a figure limps around the corner, looking back in fear. And just a few beats later, a tall, uh, burly gnome, Mediterranean-like skin, uh, brown hair pulled back in a bundle of braids, arms like trees, uh, comes around that corner in one hand holding a spike awl uh, that is dripping blood and the other holding a blacksmith's hammer. And it's about then you realize that just about every way that you look, there is violence or the sound of violence in this little town. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I want to blend in, so I punch Bernie. 
<laughs> I also punch her. <laughs> uh, I'll give you plus one forward to uh, for sneaking. <laughs> Ooh, <damn>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can I cast guidance? Like, there's a lot going on right now in various different spots, and I want to know literally which direction I need we should go. Okay. So what does it what does it typically look like when you do this? Like, how does... Because uh, the way the spell works is, like, you get basically, like, some sort of sign from the goddess, but it's not it's not like a, an actual sign, like, go here. It's, it's, you know, something more subtle, but directional. I put my holy symbol, maybe it's like a pendant or something, and I kind of grasp it. I close my eyes really, really tight, and I open them back up as wide as I possibly can. So the rest of you see Phylus begin to pray, and they slowly levitate off the ground. And Phylus, you feel the warmth of the goddess's divine energy flowing through you. The rest of you watch Phylus slowly rotate in the air and then float back down to the ground. When you open your eyes, Phylus, you are looking at the road leading out of town. The road where you first entered Hollowstone. <laughs> if God says get out, let's get out. <laughs> that is past the that burly gnome with the, the two hammers, just so you know. But there's also, there's not a direction that appears to be clear of violence at the, the moment. Is the the hollow stone, is that within view right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I would like to start climbing up it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I think give me another uh, defy danger dexterities to dodge you know, a human that goes uh, running by with a butcher's cleaver. Um, oh. Okay, that's 12. Okay. I'll say then with a 12 that you're able to very easily make your way past that person and begin climbing the hollow stone. So tell us a little bit what that looks like. There's somebody running at you kind of per- perpendicularly uh, with a, a butcher's cleaver. So I don't know if I've actually said this, but Daphne's class is dancer. So when the person like comes after her, she just does a very nimble like spin around and just pushes them back with their own momentum. So they just keep going. Nice. Yes, I like that a lot. And then you're able to make it to the hollow stone and you begin to, to climb it. It's not super easy going, even as, as dexterous as you are. This close, you, you notice there's certain features about it that make it seem like it is made by people, like this has been carved in this shape. But then there's also certain features you're like, no, this might be may have been made by erosion or just like natural forces. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of keep going back and forth of like whether this has been carved by, by people or nature and you can't tell. But either way, it's not the best surface for climbing. I'd like to shout, is it hollow? I just really want to know. Is it hollow? It is not. It feels very solid. I want to um, use my burning brand and take my staff and turn it into my flame weapon. Okay. All right. So you're going to have to roll plus yep. con for the summoning. It's a 14. 14. So you choose two of those tags. We're going to make this a, a hand and a thrown weapon. Okay. My hands are shaking, by the way, when I'm trying to do it. Nice. Do you want to give the like what that fire looks like, a little flavor? What's the, sta- yeah. the staff become? So, while it looks like a normal like burning fire, whenever I go to actually cast the burning brand on it, it turns into a blue flame. And it gets very, very, very hot. You can like feel it even... Even Daphne, as far up as she is, she can she can feel it. I wanted to just kind of looking around, trying to figure out where all of this is coming from and how it started and that kind of thing. That sounds like a discern reality. So go ahead and roll plus whiz. Oh, 
11. Okay. So you would get three questions. So what here is not what it appears to be. You've got a kind of general, like, nature connection as a ranger, right? Like, you've got your, your link to yeah. uh, Scully, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that is enough of a link. It has the keen senses. Mm-hmm. I think, I think between, well, between Scully and you and, like, that little bit of link to nature, you are now certain the Hollowstone is absolutely not Life Song. It is, if anything, the, the opposite of nature magic. Um, who's really in control here? Something is using these, the energy from the hollow stone is being used and it seems to be driving a lot of what's happening but i think from just kind of where you are and what you can see beyond that you can't tell all right well uh what here is useful or valuable to me the people that are tearing each other apart do not seem to be targeting anyone it's more of a frenzy of like kind of whoever they get closest to so unless you draw a lot of attention to yourself, you might not have as hard a time getting through. Yeah, does it just seem like anybody that's around is in some sort of like rage frenzy kind of thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think you even look back and you see the constable has uh, has a set of blade knuckles and they have like rolled up on somebody's legs and they're he's just like pounding into their back with the blade side. Okay. Can I can I yell off for Daphne to throw me the keys? I want to go back into the prison to check on Orinar. Are you running away, Pandora? No, I'll be back. I just want to see something. I think that's a good. I mean, I really don't think that's a good idea. Oh yeah, I'll like definitely toss them down your way when you're close enough. Pandora. So as you turn back to the constable's office, you see that tall, buff gnome is now walking toward your group, and there's not a lot of people around her. You also see the sheriff is done doing what he's doing, and is now like starting to like swivel around in his chair, looking for somebody else. So they would both be between you and the constable's office. When you say a tall gnome, what is what does that mean? A fine tall gnome. Oh, she's she's almost four feet tall. Oh, yeah. a big girl. Yeah. <laughs> I um I I guess because I was kind of talking with um, Pandora and kind of following like a little bit with her. Mm-hmm. I would like to I guess if I I would probably notice the the two individuals maybe coming our way. And I'd be like, oh, I guess it's time. And I will wave my hand kind of in front of my mask. And my mask will shift. Um, and you, you guys have seen this before. And it'll it'll switch to... It's a similar mask, but it has kind of like pointed down like eyes carved into it. With like a clear like frown face on it, basically. Um, and it kind of goes like beet red. And it starts kind of like giving off like steam a little bit. And you kind of see me kind of like shake and shiver a little bit. And I get like more feral looking. And I pull oh, my mace out. Mr. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, I guess it's time to get to business. Okay. And what I did was basically I changed my, my mask to my war mask. Okay. So Phyllis, uh, basically Bernie has just lit up his staff. Daphne's climbing the hollow stone. Uh, Jack and Pandora seem like they are getting ready to fight. What are you, what are you doing as all that's going on? <clears throat> so that thing that I did when I was like asking my baby for guidance. Mm-hmm. Oh, you- I'd like to make that like a thing that I do that maybe is annoying to people. <laughs> so, like I did it because maybe the preserver is like maybe just always looking out for me and wants me to get out of situations. So that's why it pointed me out of the town. 
So I just blindly started walking out of the town, <laughs> marching like toy soldier style, like just out of the, in hopes of like somebody else in the group knows this is a thing that I do and like tries to yank me back. Yeah, I would. Oh, Silas, please don't do that. We need to stick together. So Daphne, you now have a, a much better view of the, the, the little town square, the immediate area. What uh, What are you up to? Um, so as a war dancer, I have a move called I, All Eyes on Me. And it says, when you showcase your most difficult moves, roll plus charisma. On a 10 plus, you draw attention on you and transfix your public. You and your allies get plus one forward. On a 7 to 9, you draw unwanted attention on you. Your allies take plus one forward, but you get minus one forward. So I think the goal here is that she basically starts a performance mm-hmm. <laughs> with the idea of just, like, the the wording, you draw attention on you and transfix your public, it kind of, like, to me, makes it think of, like they'll stop fighting or they'll like start getting focused on her and forget about like everything else that's going on for at least a little bit okay so she's gonna start like i don't want to say chanting but she starts like singing or something of Mm -hmm. the sort like making her own music and then she starts doing like you know her war dance on top of the hollow stone trying to like get everyone's attention so they stop trying to kill each other okay uh yeah go ahead and roll that's a 10. Okay. Yeah, so I think that between between your song and just the is it is it are your is your dancing like beautiful or like entrancing? Like what's what's the an adjective you'd use for this particular dance? Um this one in particular, I would say I don't want to say spectacular. I guess acrobatic. Okay. Like she's up there and it's doing it's a lot of like spinning around and then doing like a flip or doing like not like a cartwheel but doing like a one-handed handstand and like spinning around and like she probably has like some kind of jewelry that it it's like designed to sort of accentuate her moves like it's ankle bracelets and regular bangles Mm -hmm. and like maybe a necklace or things like that things that are designed to kind of like make a little bit of noise when she gets into dancer mode and like catch the light and things like that i like that a lot so then you notice two things the the sound of the of the violence around kind of dulls and and stops for a moment as everybody in the immediate area does seem to be transfixed on you there's still that that frenzied wild look in their eyes but it's also their eyes are also now like a little bit glassy and they are kind of standing up and have all turned toward the center of town where the five of you are and now are kind of like slowly moving in that direction um, just to be closer to this thing that is transfixing them. You would also know that this is not going to last for very long. Whatever's going on here, like transfixing an entire town is it's impressive, but it's not a long-term solution. Yeah. You also notice that the hollow stone seems to be echoing your song. So it is hollow. Not in that way. More like, more like the beating of a heart. Ooh, Ooh, love that. Things are, for the moment, relatively calm, you know, for a town that's in the middle of ripping itself apart. Is there somebody still in my way between me and the, um... The sheriff and that gnome are, but they're, again, they're kind of glassy-eyed, um, arms kind of limp. Not totally limp at their side, like, they're they're still hanging on to their weapons, um, and they're shuffling toward them. 
if I were to shoot the constable in the leg, would that like knock him out of the trance? Or do you think I could like walk past him in the trance? Tell, tell me what you would like. Like, what is the outcome you would like to have? I just want to get into the building without having. Okay. I mean, I'll kill people, but can also get Scully to take care of the sheriff on it. No, I think I think because they're transfixed, um, you know, Daphne is kind of taking care of that for you. So you can get you can get past them easily. But like the sheriff and the gnome were side by side, otherwise they would have been fighting. So you're able to slip into the constable's office. I'm assuming you're going to go let out uh, Orinar. I'm yeah, I'm just gonna see how what's going on with them. They are like grasping at the bars of their window and just like looking out like wide eyed. Do they seem to be under the same like fixation of murder? They do not. Frenzy. They do not appear to be in a frenzy or fixated by Daphne's dance. So protected from those elements at least. Protector symbols are doing something. It's, it seems um, like it. So I, I don't know. Just a, a dilemma inside of me. Like, man, I wish there was a way to. To, to make this stop without killing these people that are probably innocent, but whatever that stone is emitting or whatever is happening around here, and maybe I'm like actually like talking this through um, out loud. Oh, so do I hear this? If you want to, yeah. Oh, okay. we're like what? Oh, the stone. And yeah, I look back. Oh yeah, the stone. <laughs> can we? I mean, it's a pretty large stone. I don't know if we can. I have a warhammer. I'm not sure if I can just take a couple swings at it. It'll crash, but how long has this stone been here again? I wonder if there's a library. I can go look it up. I do kind of start walking, not out of the town now, but like in a maybe in a different mm-hmm. direction. Well, so I think the issue right now is that you know, as Pandora is coming out of the constable's office with the prisoner, is that this spell, if you will, that Daphne's kind of put everyone under, is about to end. And there's now a, a good 40 people in Town Square with you. And it's about to turn back into, you know, bloodbath. So. I'll start making my way towards the stone. I'll find out for sure if it's hollow. <laughs> I don't want to burn it yet. Daphne's on there. Well, I was going to say, can I, like, jump down and try to hide Piper the people out of the town? Or, like, at least out of the way? Make them chase after me? You absolutely can try that. Uh, Defy Danger, are we doing Dex or Charisma? I'm gonna say Charisma, because it's about that, you're just kind of your force of personality drawing them along, I think. Um, and I'm still... I have that plus one forward. Mm -hmm. Thank you, past Lucy, for that. (laughs) That's a six, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> good experience okay yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah love all the experience that i get for the one shot. Yeah. <laughs> something something goes wrong in your attempt to get down and to start like heading out of town and keep their attention like what what is that so like i like i'm jumping off of the hollow stone and my foot catches on jack's like upraised club and i just like land like ass over tea kettle (laughs) (laughs) and i just kind of look around like what was that (laughs) uh well so then jack you would notice that uh that daphne has just fallen near you the rest of you would notice that the town folks are no longer transfixed they are back in a frenzy and you all are in a bad way so unless you all are just kind of going to go on your own i think this is probably some type of group action 
I would like to hide uh, and blend in if I can. And I, um, I'll switch my mask back to my blank mask. And um, when I have my blank mask on, uh, when I hide amongst a crowd or act inconspicuous, no one will notice me unless I draw attention. So I think this would be very hard, if not impossible, to do without your particular talents. These folk appear to be just interested in hurting whoever is closest to them. So I think we do need a roll for this. Okay. And I have a bonus, you said, for sneaking earlier. Yeah, that's right, for, for, for punching burn. So I will, I will do that as well. Eight. Okay, that's a partial success. So I'm going to say that as you are weaving through the crowd, you have to make a tough choice. You can easily make it out of town, but it will mean that you lose track of the rest of the group. Or you can almost make it out of town, but end up facing one more dangerous obstacle. They got it, and I just could do it. Mercenary piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm back to my blank mask, and I'm just going to... I think got it. Okay. So then you are able to slip out of town, mostly unscathed, and head off into the woods, hearing the, the sounds of the renewed frenzy behind you. Okay. So the rest of you notice Jack slip into the crowd and suddenly disappear. Or when you look around, you suddenly notice that he is gone, and you know him well enough to know probably what has happened. I'd like to start. I see the um, prisoner, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I'm like, oh wait, I already forgot that it, those symbols were familiar to me. I should go check that out. Yeah, that's pretty easy to do. I mean, there's there's still a, a mostly open uh, bit of ground between you two. Your, your, your groups are not far apart, so... And I say, your symbols, I know them. I'm an agent of the Preserver. How can I help? She's going to say, we need to run. Where? She kind of just like looks around at all the people that are, you know, frenzied and is like, away. <laughs> Maybe that's not a bad idea in general. Like... This is going to happen again probably at whatever time this was tomorrow. So could we just get out of the city temporarily? I would say yes. Let's get out until sunrise and hopefully they would not have killed everyone. I'm going to run. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what that looks like, particularly in regard to if some of these villagers try to stop you as you are making your way out of town. Yeah, I would say avoidance, hack and slash when someone's directly charging us. And hack and slash to slow and not kill. Okay. Um, So then this sounds like a group roll to me for dexterity. Uh, The way those work, if anybody gets a 10 plus, they can help out anybody who gets a 6 or lower. And then kind of how it all works out in the in the wash. So everybody go ahead and roll everybody but Jack, roll plus decks. I rolled a four. I got a nine, but would my swift make that a ten plus? It sure would. Okay, so I can help that four not suck. How's the second her swift make my five better? Oh too? boy, alright, well... Okay, I, got a, I got a ten. Oh, okay, so... <laughs> so I can help... Uh, so Phyllis and Birdie, what what happens that that you either kind of get slowed down or like your your progress is uh, impeded in some way, in some significant way? When I went to run, I immediately tripped and <laughs> fell. And when I went to run, I remembered uh, I was scared 
And I also tripped. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's occurred to me this is, this is definitely just becoming Scooby Doo. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Daphne and Pandora, uh, Shaggy and Scrappy, have just uh, <laughs> spun their legs and then face planted. Does that make Jack Scooby Doo? Yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh my, is Daphne Daphne? Yeah, Daphne, Daphne. <laughs> I would be Velma, but taller. And you don't really need Fred. I mean, let's be honest. No. no. <laughs> so, Alright, so do you want to give a little flavor of how you're helping those two out or just have them out and running? A lot of Scooby snacks. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. I would tell Scully to keep an eye on them. So, like, anytime one of the people starts coming toward either of them, she would swoop down and, like, claws out, deter them from, like, okay. being able to reach them. Yeah, I like that. I'm just like, like oh, okay, bird. So I imagine Daphne's doing something similar, but uh, instead of a big bird of prey, she has a sling, and so she just is kind of like hurling rocks at people if they start getting too close to the others when they're on the ground. I like it. Okay, and so in that manner, the five of you, now including the prisoner, make your way back south out of town, kind of the way that you came in. And being so close to the forest, it's not long until you're in the trees. I think we get a couple scenes of little montages of the five of you running through the trees in the, the dark. One of uh, one of Jack's forms running by himself through the trees. And then we kind of get a shot of you, you all kind of stopping and catch your breath and look back. And you see that there's a, a little fire has been started in town, probably one of the buildings. Um, nobody seems to be following you all. So do you all have any plans for when you split up? Like in like in general, have you like ever like as you are just traveling someplace? Like if we split up, all right. What if like the whole thing is that when they get when we get separated, Scully goes around and just like find, like finds yeah. like yeah. finds people and just brings them to the group. Yeah, no, I, I like that. So I think it, it does take some time just because you probably ended up having to go in like different directions, and the woods are woods and it's dark and um, not everybody is a ranger like Pandora. So it's it's well into the night when you all are, are, are reunited. And so I think as you all are waiting for, for Jack to come back, uh, the prisoner just kind of lays down by one of the trees and says, well, I, uh, I'll see you later, and then falls asleep. You really need to ask them if they didn't seem startled when they came out other than seeing the murder. She starts to snore. Yeah, I, I felt we would let her sleep for now. She's been stuck in a not-fun cell for a while. And then we'll try to regroup her and ourselves in the morning. I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to think I came back to camp with Scully, like, on my arm. And I'm having, like, the most serious conversation with Scully. <laughs> if you catch the wind right, the, the, the windmill will turn and catch all the energy and, and get everything going. You're, so, you're such a good conversationalist. <laughs> and, that's, and that's where we I'd walk okay. in. I want to smack him upside the head. <laughs> Ow! I, I just look at you with my goggles still on, and I just shake my head. <laughs> That's fair. We fade back in on you all waking up in a camp in the woods. The sun is shining. Dawn must have sneaked by while you all slept, for the morning is already clear and bright. You have a small carriage and two horses tied up nearby. The land is deep in the folds of Samhain, the season of harvest and change. 
You've made camp on Doken Ridge. It stretches for dozens of miles across the region. It slopes up gently on the south side, where you've come from, but slopes a bit more severely on the north face, where you're headed. The ridge gives you a nice view of the pseudo-valley and the forest below. Down there, near the edge of the woods and a small river, should be the town of Hollowstone. This is not where you remember falling asleep last night, though it looks almost identical to where you remember waking up yesterday morning. You figure you have about 12 days of rations remaining, but Hollowstone should only be at most a day's travel down the slope. Oh, okay. So the town's not there? You can't see it, but then again, you are pretty far away from it at this point. All right, so I'm going to send Scully up to do a little bit of, like, a search to kind of, like, survey the land. Mm-hmm. Um, and come back and record it, and then while she does that, I'm also going to do, like, a brief... I don't want to be a hunt and trap, because there's no, like, clues, but, like... Well, assuming that you start in your camp, uh, a quick inventory of your belongings, find that you are all missing some coin. Pandora, you have a vial of some orange liquid in among your possessions now. Jack, you have a fur-lined cloak, which is very nice. Like, very nice. Wow! Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bernie, you have a fancy nose and earring that's kind of connected by a gold chain. Are you you wearing them? Like, are they pierced, or do you just have them? I don't do face jewelry. Okay, so you just have them. That's fine. (laughs) Phyllis, you have a, a large book of local folklore. And Daphne, you have one of the prisoner's rings, but the prisoner is not with you. Took my eyes off her. One second. Is it? It's like a magic ring. It seems like it's more of a holy symbol than like innately magic. Um, without without enough. Identify it. Yeah, yeah. Without like enough enough faith or or the that kind of relationship with the goddess, uh, with the preserver, the ring is not useful magically. Phyllis might be able to do something with it, could maybe channel through it, but anybody else would kind of, it's, you know. Okay, so the little vial thing that I have, um, well, first I would sniff it. It smells rancid. It smells just awful. I'm just trying to think if there's anything that I could use to, like, figure out what it is, but I don't know if there's... There's one way. I'm not gonna drink it! Drink it! Drink it! Drink it! We have a cleric here. That's a good point. I'm about to drink a weird potion. Please stand by for resuscitation. I only cure light wounds. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll try a sip. With a sip, I mean, it tastes like it smells somewhere between rotten diaper and like decomposing fish washed up on the beach kind of thing. That's Christ. It burns like really bad whiskey going down, and you feel it in your stomach for a while. Does anything happen to me other than, like, feeling disgusting? I, say, I think, I think aside from regretting that little sip, no. You do also know that typically potions are portioned out to, like, you have to take the whole thing for it to take effect. That was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. So we're going to hold on to it to torture somebody with <laughs> Oh, hey. boy, okay. Uh, well, Scully, hey. Scully at some point comes back and, and tells you that Hollowstone is down where you think it is. There are buildings, there's a town and people down there. And that the rest of the area is mostly forest and, and wilderness. This week was Groundhog's Day. Did Groundhog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
well, we should also be more considerate that the prisoner just like ran off on her own in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, I was we, gonna... we more concerned that we're back where we started. Listen, She's I'm okay. worried about a lot of things right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanna. Is there? Can you see if we can see like footprints or anything? Yeah, I, I think. Can, yeah, I can also hunt and track Orinar once we once she does that. Oh, so I think between yeah between Pandora's Ranger skills and just the rest of the group's you know general investigative chops, the only tracks into the area are yours and the the wagons as you were coming up to this camp. Did she just, like, turn into a bird and walk, fly away? Unless she's the magic that keeps is, making this happen. Is there still blood on my mace? I'm gonna well, be they- so mad if she's back in the prison cell. I feel like that might be where we're going. While they're investigating, I'm gonna pull out, um, I have halfling pipe leaf, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna set a pipe and light it up and yeah, you do. Just, just put it next to my mask and it, I can't puff on it. Oh boy, okay. Hell, I'll take it. (laughs) Oh, there you go. I'll light it for you. Thank you. Right into town. I I, I walk into town, but like more like upright, like better posture, and my cloak is just vibrant out in the open. (laughs) Okay. It's a fur cloak, I don't know. So, we cut to the five of you heading into Hollowstone. It's just a couple hours from sunset. The trees to the west uh, blaze with orange, red, and yellow as the sun shines through the canopy. Um, As a bit of that afterimage fades, we see uh, you leaving the woods along the road. uh, The Hollowstone standing watch in the center of town. The exact same description I gave you when we first came in. As you draw closer to the edge of town, you see a small group of people working on a small house. Uh, Among them, you recognize Afra, uh, though Afra and the group are on the opposite side of the street, and Afra is sweeping up glass today. When you draw close, uh, Afra kind of walks up and waves and says, I I say, uh, hail and peace. Peace and hail. What happened last night? Oh, well, uh, I say it was one of the pretty nasty uh, nor'easter came through. Knocked a few things loose. Nothing nothing we can't handle, but spent the day picking things up. Daffy's going to keep walking. <laughs> I feel like I'm the one that I would like grab him by the scruff and be like, Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> the person yelling at the customer service <laughs> rep while everyone else is like, Mom, can please come <laughs> No, no, come on, come on. We're just going to go into town right now. Let's go. I'll follow Daffy. I'm assuming that we're, you'll eventually all end up following Daphne, or you're all going to go to the same place yeah, yeah, where... Yeah. I think I know where you're going, but where are you going? Constable. Okay. <laughs> Do we see anybody that, like, was killed last night that's now not killed? Yes. In fact, you see a number of people who, the last time you saw them, they were dead or grievously wounded, and are now walking around as if nothing happened. Well, that's a relief. The five of you meet up with Elias Chester again. He looks very much the same. Welcome to Hollowstone, strangers. Tips his bowler hat. Constable Elias Chester. Heard we had some visitors. Uh, You don't have visitors, your prisoner does. And there's a walk past. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) And I'm going to follow her and then like turn back and be like, "Um, can I borrow your keys real quick? Uh, This is... uh, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. I need to 
what is going on here? And I'm gonna get closer and be like, that wasn't actually a request. That was more of a give me your keys. Ma'am, I am happy to help out the Justica any way I can, but this person like... is under my protection. If I could. And you're under our protection. And there's clearly something going on here. So give me your keys. Can you, ma'am, I, I'm sorry, can you give me a little more information as to what is going on? We know about the killings. What killings? That every night everyone goes out and kills each other and somehow you're all alive the next day. He looks super confused. Exactly. That confusion on your face means that you're under the spell, so give me your keys. So, Daphne, you have made it to the prisoner. (laughs) (laughs) While that's going on outside. She's sitting quietly, cross-legged on the bed, and just kind of smiles a little bit when you walk in. She remembers? Uh, There seems to be some recognition, yeah. Oh. Daphne's gonna just, like, plop down, like, sit down cross-legged in front of of the cell and just stare at her, so, like, you remember my name? Daphne. She smiles and she's like, Orinar? Are so she, your companions with you? She, like, points back at her and then the sound of <laughs> Pandora yelling at Elias to get the keys goes <laughs> back. You should, you should tell her that uh, Elias is a very stubborn man. That's not going to work. And at least it hasn't before. I would like to try something if I could. Are wi- are you out with Pandora yelling at the constable, or are I'm you... No, I'm with Pandora yelling at the constable. Okay. I'm going to, again, remove my goggles and use a move called Moth to the Flame. Uh, when you tempt a weak mind with your inner fire, roll wisdom on a 10+, plus. their will is suppressed, and they follow you and, and as you desire. So what, is it, what does it look like when you're trying to do this? So I, I do like what I did before and I take my goggles off and you just see the fire that is in my eyes and I'm staring deeply like straight down because he's mm-hmm. sitting in sitting position and I say, you will give her the keys. So Elias locks eyes back with you and I think there's a moment of connection between the two of you. And I think it's difficult for you to tell whether it is because of the dragon blood in his veins that he is just not as mesmerized by the fire or if it's some other fortitude or stubbornness inside him but he just looks right back into your eyes and says no I just look uh, I look back at Pandora and that's never happened before I do this little thing where I slowly just put my goggles back down (laughs) Let's just cut to the the five of you in the room with the prisoner. The con- Elias is confused, but sitting outside with the keys. Um, you are just a car, eventually coming to some agreement, like you're not going to do something terrible to this prisoner. He says, go ahead and talk to them. So so or- Orinar is, is sitting on the, the cot and says, "I, you usually have questions. Usually have questions. Yes. Have we done this before? What's going on? I'm not quite sure exactly what's going on. I 
wasn't here for the start of whatever it is. But near as I can figure, something old is making these people go into a frenzy every night. Their most violent urges unleashed upon each other. The times I haven't been stuck in here, I've seen almost the entire town kill each other. And then when dawn breaks, everyone is fine. The injured are healed, the dead are alive, and none of them remember any of it. Whatever it is didn't happen all at once. You all, for example, still remember from time to time. Um, except after those days where you die during the nightfall. That seems to wipe you clean. <laughs> well, that was a major revelation. Um, the first time we met, you were you were frantic and screaming and kind of like you weren't murdering, but what was the deal with that? You can notice now that she's kind of rubbing uh, one of her fingers where a ring is missing. And she says, I prayed to the preserver. I put her name upon my body in every way that I could and asked her to help me keep my memory. And she granted me that. My memory is flawless, but it means that when I remember, I relive those moments. And recently, many of my moments have been being murdered by these people. If I seem calm now, it's because I can focus on the ring that I gave you. And she stops for a moment and says, I did give you a ring, right? Daphne's going to pull it out. She says, sigh of relief. Oh, thank goodness. Was this yours as well? And I pull out the chain. It's a little gaudy for my taste, but I would never turn down a present. (laughs) How many times have we gone through this? She looks down at the, the finger that's missing the ring, back to your ring, and then to the tallies on the wall. If today is today and not a memory, um, you've been here 23 days. Do you know in the times that we've been able to get you out, have we made any progress with either the hollow stone or the temple? From what you've told me or that I've seen, Both the Hollow Stone and the Temple are involved in some way. In both areas, I believe you have made significant progress before. But it seems like whenever you head to the church, you do not return here for several days. Which makes me think that you die when you go there. Burn it down? I don't believe you've tried that yet. Have we ever taken you to the church with us? She looks back down at the... You know, the spot she's been rubbing on her finger and back at the tallies is... No. Is that something you've been open to? <laughs> it would break the monotony. <laughs> well, in that case, we need the key. Can you- Golly! <laughs> I don't know. I can, Look, uh... an owl attack will distract him enough for us to grab Melt the chains from her. That. Well, that's true. That works too. Alright, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna melt metal and get us in the I don't want to talk you out of anything, but just real quick. So the plan is, like, melt her out of the prison and then walk her by the constable and hope he's fine with it? Or what's... I guess what's step two? 
Step two is I'm going to distract him with owl tricks. <laughs> and everybody else is going to walk out and try to, like, hide her. Just like pour the little potion down his throat. And... Oh, yeah. I'll be like, oh, my gosh. Look, I found this delicious new thing. We can call the constable in here. We'll hold him down. We'll pour it down his throat and see what happens. I can use, like, I can use my fur-lined cloak to kind of, like, pull his head back. <laughs> So there are five of you and one of him. Unless you all really want to do the scene, the constable's eyes roll up into his head, and he seems to pass out. And... The five of you and the prisoner are now... We, we cut to you, like, heading up toward the door of the this little temple. It doesn't seem like there, there's no lights on. Um, it's starting to get... You know, it's, it's starting to get pretty dark. It's pretty close to, to sundown. But you also now know that, like, definitely when the sun goes down, shit goes down. Is the door open? Like, is it locked? Uh, if you try it, it is not. Okay, let's just walk in. Since the sun's going down and we know the bell's gonna happen soon, um, I would recommend to... Bernie, why don't you run up to the bell and melt it so it can't toll? I would love to. I was... I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> There's a shot of you kind of walking through the, the, the front part of the, the this temple area. It's a very simple setup. Again, it's there's a number number of different, you know, deities like around the walls. So there's no like one setup because maybe different deities are, are worshipped in different ways. There's a door at the far end of this room and you, you all go through it and you step into um, what was probably a part of like the rectory at some point. It looks like it's it's been a long time since anybody's really used it for that. There are now a bunch of tables and alchemical equipment, and some large barrels. Uh, one section of the wall is just kind of covered in, in arcane runes, and there is a woman um, standing in the back corner feverishly working at one of the alchemical tables. Halt! In the name of the Primarchy! Uh, she whirls around and stares at you for a moment. Uh, so she's a human woman wearing a black high-collared long coat. Uh, raven black hair swept into a ponytail. Um, her tan skin has a slight glow, um, like an actual glow, like maybe a little bit angelic. She has very striking uh, dark eyes, a strong jaw, and a hawk-like nose. And she looks at the five of you, the six of you, I guess the prisoners there, and says... Oh, darlings, thank the blind god. I was beginning to worry you had forgotten me and our plan. And I'm guessing seeing some blank stares from you all. Did she say the, the blind god? Yeah. She did say that, yes. She says, oh, darlings, you have forgot. Well, um, we don't have much time. Is there, is there any chance you brought me the, the dragon talon route? <laughs> okay. Please tell me that wasn't the orange stuff. <laughs> Was it orange by chance? <laughs> she heads over to a to a table where you see there are a number of vials of orange liquids uh, on burners. I said don't move in the name of the Empress. Darling, I don't think we have time for this. I'm gonna bang my staff on the ground and it's gonna blue flame. So that's definitely got her attention and she narrows her eyes at all of you. Alright, we can do it that way if you want. She 
goes and I, like she spins and grabs two things off the table. I'd like to, to illuminate them. Tell me, I'm sorry, tell me more what you're trying to do. Uh, I would like to illuminate them with fire. <laughs> okay, that's like... <laughs> I feel like cleansing is the wrong word. Okay, but you're you're gonna I'm not out take care everything. of this person with yeah. fire. Okay. I'm not out to uh, everything. Just, just certain. Maybe, like purging, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> do you have to... Is that one of your... Yes. I'm going to Zuko style this. <laughs> And I'm going to bend the bend my flame at my will. Um, on a 10 plus, it does as you command, uh, taking shape and the movement uh, you desire. 12. I, it's like a wall of fire. Not a wall, but like a calm of fire that's just getting shot out of my staff. Okay. The fire leaps across the room and strikes her just as she raises a vial to her lips. The fire envelops her, but she is already falling limp, collapsing onto the table full of regents and chemicals. Glassware breaks and the fire roars across the table, fueled by various concoctions. The room is very quickly going up in flames, and you all are very quickly going to have to make some decisions. Well, I could, again, use my Zuko style, and I can bend the flame away from my companions in a, like a bubble. Uh, you can try. Okay. Ten? That does it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you are able to, to hold the fire at bay um, as the rest of you get out, and the fire is, I mean, this is kind of like you're having to run through the entirety of this little uh, chapel. <laughs> so the six of you make it back out to the streets. The, this temple is, is all but fully in, engulfed. There's just enough left of it that the chime begins to toll. And it's not very loud. It's you know, loud enough to, to get throughout the town. And when the seventh chime rings, there's silence. And then you hear that bustling and uh, lots of feet, um, lots of you know, commotion, and it is people coming with buckets and water. And there's a few people kind of conjuring water out of the air and spraying it onto the temple. Um, you know, using some magic to try to put it out. But everybody is clear-eyed. The people who are not actively helping are, you know, standing around and gawking, as, you know, people do. Uh, they have a nice, good fire that doesn't impact them. But after that, after the fire is out, nobody seems interested in killing each other. Nobody seems to be going into a frenzy. I ask Ornard, has this happened before? She's, like looks off in the distance a little bit and then back down at her at her finger where she's she's now kind of rubbed out almost like a raw spot into her finger where that ring was no this is new I think this is good hey how are you going to be getting home the preserver abides I mean, if you like, if you need if you need help, there's extra room in the carriage. I think I would like that. We fade back in on the sun shining. Dawn must have sneaked by while you slept, for the morning is clear and bright. This time, though, you are in and in. 
You are where you expected to wake up, where you remember falling asleep last night. As you begin getting around town, we see that the town folk of Hollowstone remember you. In fact, it will probably be very hard for them to forget you now. A group of Justicar who rode into town acted very strangely, and then... The Justicar showed up and immediately burned down our church. (laughs) (laughs) Our church! Could I have investigated the body? Yeah, in this little outro montage, there's a scene of Bernie going through the wreckage. There's almost nothing left. Even her body is just a pile of bones at this point. Although those of us in the audience remember the Shadows campaign, there's a little flashback and we see her face just before she downs the vial as engulfed in flames. There'd be another flashback and we would see her face among the Carsaro family. This was Milena Carsaro. I the one that I danced I with. Knew as, yeah. as soon as he said the God is like a Carsaro, <laughs> I knew it. So it is a new day? It is a new day. There's more than a couple of people who are confused as to how it is autumn now, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they also seem like they're pretty, they're solid folk. They just kind of used to, well, I guess it's autumn. That happens. <laughs> Shit, Time we flies when... <laughs> Alright, so is it killing her that or That's a great question. Is it that we survived the church? We had Orthar with us? These are all great questions. And so I think that's the tableau that we end on. The, the five of you puzzling over exactly what happened here. And I think we see a little of the realization as it settles in on each of you that perhaps the only person who could answer these questions now lies amid the ashes of the church. And then we pan out to see life returning to normal in Hollowstone. You know what's going to happen here in a minute? The X-Files music is going to kick in. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to go roll <laughs> Uh Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for joining in our wild endeavors, and a special thanks again to Lucy. We had an absolute blast creating this story with you. Let's do one more quick around the table so folks can know where to find you. I'm Lucy. I'm playing Daphne, the human war dancer. You can find me on Twitter at SeverelyTrans. My name is Evan. I play Bernie, the human emulator. You can find me at Mr. Underscore Bishop. Zero one zero, where I uh, have fantastically painted miniatures. I will be accepting commissions here soon, so just uh, keep an eye on my Twitter. My name is Devin Salisbury, and I play as Jack, the Mask Master. John. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know my Twitter handle off on my head right now, and I don't feel like looking it up. So, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm Adam. I play the human cleric, Phyllis Vance. You can find me on Twitter at NPCULater. Uh, I'm Amy. I play the Elf Ranger uh, Pandora Nightshade. You can find me on Twitter at Amy underscore Jostanu, and it's a lot of soccer and a lot of D&D, so enjoy.
do we do we really know why we're here now? Yeah. Do you not remember? Okay. Do you not remember? Yeah, they told us that we have to investigate the town disappearing. Mm-hmm. The town disappeared. Been, That's yeah, right. You've been told this town disappeared, and you're going to try to find yeah. out why. This town disappeared. Yeah. yeah. See, this guy was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I realized that <laughs> after. <laughs> Stealing from a person in a wheelchair, eh? Oh, she, like, tripped into him. Hey, he is a cop before a person. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong, not wrong. When the destroyer of dreams says, do it, do it. <laughs> Just no. do it. Excuse me, crusher of dreams. I can't remember. <laughs> You're going to make Lucy think that I'm a terrible person. You are a terrible person. <laughs> well, when the shoe fits. Oh, oh snap! Aww. All of our trust issues come back to D and D. Yeah. <laughs> well, I... speak for yourself. I have trust issues that predate D and D. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's more fun to blame comments on this. Yeah, usually. <laughs> a fine tall no. Oh, she's she's almost four feet tall. Oh, yeah. a big girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Evan's height. <laughs> <laughs> Evan's height, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, a little bit taller than Amy. A little. <laughs> oh, so Amy and Paul. I am over five feet tall. You're right. You're right. My bad. That's no one. Will, no one will recognize. No one will recognize your true identity if I wear a different mask. You are. You're like Roger from American Dad. Sure. <laughs> Whenever he was, I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch a lot of American Dad, so I don't know. Okay, never mind. I bet it. I got the reference, okay. and I hate it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, who are you? Who are you asking? Um, Pandora's box. <laughs> Adam. So yeah, that the sheet that says "not for you" um, is for you. Um, I just did a NPC generator for the look. So if you want to change that. You know, you're welcome to do any of that. Also, the same with the name. Um. My name is Phyllis Vance. Uh, your friend. Uh, what did you end up with in your name, Adam? Phyllis. Phyllis Silas. Phyllis Silas. Oh, now it's Phyllis. 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 Thanks, Phyllis. I appreciate that. Phyllis. <laughs> I, I, I try to stop her. I'm like, oh, Phyllis, please don't do that. We need to stick together. <laughs> oh, it's Phyllis. Can you stop saying Phyllis? Phyllis, <laughs> what do you expect? Phyllis. Phyllis. <laughs> I'd say, I would say probably either Jack, Phyllis, or uh, back to... Phyllis. I just keep thinking of The Office whenever, you know... Okay. Phyllis. When Phyllis got flashed. Oh, I, I... <laughs> My name is Phyllis Vance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. A Bob Vance refrigerator. I see, I see what we're doing. Does anyone else feel like, you know, when you're, like, sitting at a restaurant and the waiter brings everyone, like, <laughs> like, brings the right orders, but they mix up who ordered it? So, like... <laughs> Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, mine's a perfect gift. I think. <laughs> and when they say enjoy, you say thanks. You too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Enjoy. Make me. 
It's like a Clamato. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I said dirt diaper, not. <laughs> Clamato? What the hell is that? It's like a fish beer. Yeah. Or yeah. Fish whatever. Fuck that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disgusting. That's never happened before. I'm sure it's just because you're nervous. <laughs> it, happened, it happens to the best of us. Our Come little on. impotent emulator. <laughs> just like pour the little potion down his throat. And... Oh, yeah. I'll be like, oh my gosh, look, I found this delicious new thing. It will help your legs. You should just try um, it. You... Oh, my or I'm t- disabled. I'm allowed to do that. Or Al Talents. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna melt the door. Remember? Well, you can. You oh, can yeah. now just take the keys, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. Well, fine. I I want to do my thing, anyways. <laughs> You'll be able to do your thing. Okay, calm down. You can do your all your Look things when go melt gonna, the church. We're now. gonna need to melt the. Yeah, we're gonna need to melt the church bell eventually. You can do it then. I can, can do, do that thing when we yeah. wake up tomorrow and we're back here again. <laughs> <laughs> That too. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe you've that. melted that door a bunch Try of times. Write a note buddy. on your arm. Melt prison door down to oh, get yeah. girl out. Okay. Like momentum. <laughs> and it's the bustling of normal nightlife in Hollowstone. And uh, nobody appears to be killing each other. But also, nobody notices that the temple's on fire. No, you're right. They probably do. There's probably at least one person <laughs> who's like, that's not. <laughs> I know much about 